This evening, uh, we're going to be looking at a passage from John chapter 13. So if you want to open up your Bibles to John chapter 13, we will get there. My hope in this message is to provide a foundation for what we're going to continue to do with our Sunday nights. These are these Sunday night services are services of fellowship. Now, when we say fellowship in our our group here, we think of basically one thing, and it's what's going to be in the gym afterwards. It's the food. And that's a good thing. Fellowship includes those things, but fellowship is not limited to and should not be limited to a meal. Fellowship is what we do throughout this whole service. What we do every Sunday, we gather we share with one another, we pray for one another, we sing with one another. It is to be with one another and to love one another. That is what fellowship is. And so these Sunday night services are going to be focused on one another, on fellowship. And we, we're going to have the meal because that gives us an opportunity to sit down and care for one another more than we might normally get the chance to do. Fellowship is deep intimacy that believers ought to have with other believers. And all throughout the New Testament, the apostles call on the church to have fellowship with one another. And so whenever you see that phrase, one another, in your Bibles, you should be thinking of them, or you should think, or when that you read that, that a light should go on in your head. Hey, this is one of those times where God is telling me how I'm supposed to interact with the church. This is, this is a command to have fellowship with my brothers and my sisters in Christ. But the first time we see this phrase, one another, is actually here in, in John chapter 13, and we see it twice. This is a, a teaching from Jesus. In John chapter 13, we, we have the night Jesus was betrayed. It's the feast of the Passover. It's the night Jesus knew that Judas would betray him. It's the night he knew where uh, Peter would abandon him. It's the night before he knew that the wrath of God would be poured out on him on the cross. He knew that all was coming. And yet he, he took the time to teach his disciples one final teaching. One more thing that they needed to know. And so why don't we, I'm going to start in uh, John chapter 13 and verse 31. And when he had gone out, this is when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love, you also are to love one another. By this, all the people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Here in this passage, Jesus is looking at his closest friends. And while Jesus is fully aware of what's going to happen to him, he knows what's going to happen with them as well. Instead of looking at his own suffering and pain, the loneliness he's going to experience, the separation from the Father, he's looking at his friends and he's concerned about what they are going to go through. The rejection that they're going to face. The hopes that they had for him. 
that are crushed. And it, even, even on, later on in life, the, the suffering that they are going to experience for being his followers. And he, he's looking at them and he, he wants to encourage them. And he gives to them or he reminds them that they have each other. They have a responsibility to each other. Jesus is looking at them and he is saying to them, they are to love one another. Jesus is calling on the disciples to love one another. They are to care for one another. In the same way that Jesus has loved them, loves them, and demonstrates his love for them in the coming hours, these disciples are being called to look at each other and love each other in the same way. How, how does Jesus explain this? How, how are we supposed to understand what it means to love like Jesus? Show us Jesus. And all we have to do is, is look earlier in chapter 13. He had already given the disciples an example of what it means to love one another. Starting in verse 1 of chapter 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist then poured water into a basin and began to wash disciples' feet and to wipe them. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, I do not wash you. You have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash, except for his feet but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That is why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, he resumed his place. He said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am so. If I end, if, if I end, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place. That when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. How has Jesus demonstrated his love to his disciples? He got down on his hands and knees and he washed their feet. Do you see what's happening here? Jesus had every right to not worry about his disciples' feet. It wasn't his job to clean them. There were other people who had been hired to do this job. It was actually against custom for him to wash. He was the teacher, the master. It was the meeting, the feet were the dirtiest part. 
And it was the night he was going to be killed. He, he had all of this on his mind, and yet, what, did he, what was he concerned with? The dirtiness of his disciples' feet. Each of us can come up with a thousand reasons why we, we shouldn't love someone here. Perhaps they hurt us. Perhaps they annoy us. Perhaps we'd rather go home and watch the Lions lose another game. Perhaps I will have to share my problems if I engage with somebody else. Perhaps I don't feel ready. Perhaps I don't feel qualified to love someone. Perhaps I don't know how to love this person. We all have reasons why we wouldn't get down. Jesus had every reason to not wash their feet, and yet he got down on his knees and washed their feet. This is what Jesus meant when he told the disciples to love one another. They are to look out for each other, to care for each other, engage with one another, give to one another, be with one another. That as Jesus left, he did not leave them to be alone, but he left them with each other. And this became the foundation of the church where one another, us, each of us, in the body of Christ, are to care for and to love one another. And throughout the the New Testament, we, we see all these passages where the apostles go on and then tell us, this is what it means to love one another. And as we go through this next year and maybe into the next year, we're going to be looking at these one another passages as we, we unpack what it means to have fellowship and love for one another. To love one another is to have fellowship with them, to know them, to know what is going on in their lives and to care for their needs, to serve them in their weaknesses, to rejoice with them in their triumphs, to mourn with them in their sorrows. Church, family, this is our calling. We have a responsibility to each other. To care for each other. It is not a clean thing, it is not a same thing, but it is the very attitude of Christ. It is why at the beginning of the service we sang together. That is for us. Yes, we're singing to God, but we sing together. And hearing your voices raised in song together is an encouragement to the rest of the body. It is why Dean's testimony is so encouraging to us, because we, we hear the faith of our brother. We see the way he has endured such great suffering, and yet his faith is still so sweet. Why is that encouraging to us? Because we love him, because we have fellowship with him, and to, to share in that and to be encouraged by him is who we are. That's why Sheila's testimony is so significant and so important that somebody came into our presence and was loved, was cared for, was talked to, and was heard. That's fellowship. That's why we, we pray together and we encourage each other in prayer. That's why we're hearing the word of God preached together because this is where God has us. With who? With each other. With who he has us with. Somehow that works. It is why when we walk out of here and go eat, our fellowship does not stop, but it continues because we go together. We are with one another. As we share this meal, I, I pray that we would truly continue to fellowship with one another. From 5 o'clock until the last person goes home, the fellowship will continue. And it does not need to stop even as we depart from here this evening it can continue tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday because we are still part of this, this body. We are still the family of Christ here in St. John's. And I pray that if not before, starting in 2020, we would be known as a family, a church that is defined not by what we look like, not by what we do, not by where we live or what we like, but we would be defined by the love that we have for one another. 
that the watching world would see us and know that we are Jesus' followers because of our love for one another. Let that define us. Let the love of Christ that was poured out overflow in our hearts in love for one another. How do we do this? How do we love those people that are, are not likable? How do we love when we don't feel qualified? How do we do this? How do we put this together? Do we just try harder? I, man, I'm going to love Heath Miller tonight. I'm just going to go and, and, and love Heath. Is that how we do it? No, that wasn't Jesus' plan. See, Jesus understood that the, the final picture of his love was not the washing of the feet, but it was the blood that was spilt on the cross. That we would look to the cross and we'd see the weight of our own sins, and we would see how much we have been loved by Jesus. We'd seen his love poured out for us. And we would now look at other people and like, how can I not love Heath? How can I not love him? Because God has saved him. He is, he's cleansed me and he's cleansed him. And how can I not have a, a deep desire to know and care for my brothers and sisters in Christ? This is who we are. This is not what we do, but this is who Christ has made us to be. We are new creations. If you started your Bible reading plan yesterday, you probably just finished the creation story. We are new creations. As God said, let there be light. He looks at each one of us who are in Christ and he says, you are a new creation. Let there be in you love for one another. That's what it means to have, be a new creation. That God is creating something new in you that was not there before. An, an affection for people that you did not have affection for. This is what it is to be in Christ. And as Jesus says, that it is his love for one another that we will be known by. They will know we are Christians by our love. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. You want to know what the great evangelism was for the early church? It wasn't the people preaching on the street corners. It wasn't tracts. It wasn't some online ministry. It was the love that the church had for one another. It was the fact that people would sell their possessions and give it to their brothers and sisters. It was that they would care for the needs of the widows and the orphans. It was that they cared for one another more than they cared for themselves. What is that but loving one another? In a few minutes, we're, we're going to um, get up and, and move into the gym. And I'll have some instructions for that. But this is, this is what we're shooting for, guys. We are shooting for loving one another not out of our own abilities but out of the great love that christ has demonstrated for us he got down on his hands and knees and washed our feet he went to the cross and died for our sins we can certainly love one another i came up with this about two minutes before i came up here but i would really like to sing the doxology with you guys do you know that all right why don't we do that together why don't we stand and do that together
May we be a people defined by your love and by our love for one another. God, as we go from this place, may you bless this time together. May we grow in our knowledge and love of you and of each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to exit on to the gym. There will be pizza and drinks and chips in there. Feel free to take as much as you want. Um, I purchased for more people than are here, so eat as much as you can. I know it's the beginning of the year and we've all started our diets, but it's okay. Um, also, if you have kids, make sure they do stay in the gym. They're not allowed to run around the, the building. At least keep them in the gym if you can. All right, you are dismissed.